All right. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, so it's good to be here this morning. The sunshine is so great that uh, it was hard for me to even come in this morning. When Jen was doing the welcome this morning, I just wanted to stay outside because it was so great. Thanks, Ray. And uh, one of the things that's also going on that's kind of fun just today is uh, Evelyn and Natalie are away at a mother's and daughter's retreat. It's kind of this thing with the Covenant Church, sort of all these different Covenant Churches from all over the place are down at Mission Springs and sort of a mother-daughter kind of retreat. Uh, and so I went and dropped them off on Friday. It was a little bit, uh, a little bit funny, I guess, but um, we went down there and because Evelyn just didn't want to drive the mountain highway road sort of through the, through the Santa Cruz Mountains at night, and it's in Scotts Valley is where the Mission Springs Conference Center is. So we drive there, we show up late, and it's kind of dark out there. And, uh, and uh, so they're having this, uh, there's one light on in this sort of room, and I, I'm looking for registration. And uh, so we're just kind of walking around, bumbling around in the dark, and uh, here I am, this guy, and I walk into this room where there's some ladies there, and they've got some clipboards out, and I say, hi, is this the registration for the mothers and daughters retreat? <laughs> and the woman behind the desk says, yes, it is. And I said, oh, oh, hey, hey, don't worry about it, don't worry. And they say, Evelyn, come on in. So that's where they are right now. It was, I was thinking, wow, man, this woman is like a watchdog. She's like a, she's like a I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say this because this is on the, uh, on the web. So I'll just say that. You know, she was such a nice woman. She was so protective. I felt like Evelyn and the kids, uh, Evelyn and Nellie were in good hands. So, hey, so it's the end of the month. It's brought us to the end of February. And we are now at the end of this series of Breaking Bad. And today we're going to look at the final message of this whole series. And the, the series has been on breaking the bad habits, breaking bad habits that hold us back from living the life that Jesus Christ wants us to live. And so every week we've looked at some different habits, and then we've looked at a way that Jesus really calls us to live so that we can live transformed lives, so that we can live in freedom and in grace, and in love in Jesus Christ. And so, to get into this final message, I'm going to come about it from a little bit of a different perspective. But I'd like you to think about, right now, where you live. Where do you live? In an apartment? Maybe a condo? Maybe a house? And if somebody was going to ask you to describe your house... What, how would you do that? Let's just, we're not going to do this, turn to the person next to you or whatever like that. But let's just say someone asked you, how would you describe your house? Your apartment, your condo. How would you describe it? Just sort of imagine in your mind what you would say. I think most people would say something like this. They'd describe, okay, I live in a place, it's a one-bedroom apartment, or I live in a, a two-bedroom condo. You describe your, the bedrooms. And maybe you'd say, oh, we have a bathroom. We have two bathrooms. You might describe the kitchen. You might say, oh, yeah, I live in a, in a four-bedroom house. And you might say the square footage. 
Then after you describe your house, you might even say something like this. Oh, we have some really nice neighbors. Well, the one across the street's kind of weird. But uh, we don't talk to him much. But the ones on our neighbors are nice. And we have this really nice garden. Oh, but our street is really busy. I think this is kind of how we would describe our house. These are the bedrooms. It's the number of bathrooms. Maybe these are our neighbors. But I think very few of us would actually describe the foundation of the house. Most people wouldn't actually say, oh, my, my condo, it's got, a, it's got an eight-inch foundation slab, or, oh, we're on a brick foundation. Most people probably don't, when they think about their own home, describing their house, thinking about their apartment, thinking about where they live in their condo, they actually don't think about the foundation. They don't actually describe the foundation. I have a buddy named Greg, and he was in construction. He's still in construction. He's a licensed contractor. And there was a season in my life where I was working with Greg, and so I was doing some construction. And we were working on this. I know, I know. Thank you, Daniel. That's why I have the body that I have. <laughs> Daniel gave me the, like, man, you're so, yeah, this pastor is ripped. I mean, look at this, you know. So anyway, yeah, I used to work construction. That's why I have this temple. That's why I look so awesome like this. <laughs> And, um, and so in California, there's earthquakes, right? There's, there's kind of a lot of shaking. So we did this one job where we were underneath this guy's house, and the job was to bolt the house to its foundation. And the way that you do that is you got, you got your, your concrete foundation here, and then you got your two-by-four sitting on top of it, and then what you have to do is you have to drill down into the foundation, you have to drill down through the two-by-four with a big drill, and down into the, um, the concrete, which is down there, and then you put this rebar, metal rebar in it, and then you fill it up with this goop that's really sticky, epoxy, something like that, and then those metal rods that come up, you, you tie off the foundation, you tie off the wood and the wood framing of the house down into the foundation. You need to do that, you need to anchor that house in case there's an earthquake. Otherwise, if that house, all the wood framing is not anchored down into the foundation, that house is going to get rocked in the earthquake. And you need to have a really strong foundation to anchor that in. In the hills, up and around here, kind of up in the hills in Milpitas, and then if you go all the way up the hills, if you ever build on, up, up on the hills, up in the, in the area, you know, you, do you know this? You're getting a big construction lesson this morning. That when you build the foundation, you just can't throw a concrete house, a concrete foundation and a house up on the hill. If you're going to build a house up on a hill, you need to drill down. And you need to drill down. You might need to sink 40, 50, 60, 80 piers down through the dirt, down until you hit bedrock. And then you put these piers down into the bedrock, and that anchors the foundation into the bedrock, and then you build your foundation on that. And so all up in these hills, all these houses have all these foundations that have been drilled down into bedrock. So the foundation, even though we don't think about it, is really essential, especially for us living in California. We really have to have a strong foundation. Well, the passage today that we're going to look at is Jesus calling attention 
to the foundation of our lives. And I think a lot of, a lot of times we live our lives in the same way that we would describe our houses, in the, our apartments, in our condos. That we live our lives thinking about the bedrooms and the bathrooms and the kitchen and maybe our neighbors, but we don't really think about the foundation. We don't really think about the foundation of the life and the houses that we're building. And so today we're going to look at a passage that Jesus really draws our attention to the foundation. And the story goes like this. The story says that there are these two guys, and they build two houses. And one of them builds his house on a rock, on this firm foundation. And this other guy builds his house on the sand. And it's pretty easy to build on the sand. And then as the story goes, the rains came and the winds blew and the flood came up. And the house that was built on the rock stands. And the house that's built on the sand falls. And Jesus says, great is the fall. But there's a very big distinction about that. I mean, that's the story. That's what Jesus tells. But Jesus is actually teaching something. And so I'm going to see if you can catch, what is Jesus teaching? What is the distinction between the guy that builds on the rock and the guy that builds on the sand? And see if you can hear it when Jesus tells this. He's telling it to his disciples. And this is out of Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. 24 to 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Did you catch it? You got these two houses, these two builders. One builds on rock, one builds on sand. They both experienced the storm. The wind blew, the rain, the floods came up, and then one house fell. And one house stood. Did you catch what Jesus said? He said right at the beginning. The one who built on the rock heard the word and did it. And the one who built on the sand heard. They just heard. Okay, 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 okay. I got it, I got it, I got it, right? Okay, that's it, right? Pretty simple. One heard and did. And one just heard. Okay, that's cool. I got it. Heard that. Got it. This is actually a really challenging word for us as Christians. It's a really hard word. And we're going to get into that in a little bit of this. But my question for you right now is for your life, for your own life, what are you building your life on? What is the foundation of your life? 
What are you constructing your life on? See, this message, I was looking about it, thinking about it, and we're always doing a breaking something and finding something. And so this one I was just calling breaking living in the world, breaking living for the world, and finding our life built on God. Finding a life built on God. And I'm asking, what are you building your life on? What's the foundation? Everybody is building something. All of us, we're all building something. We're all building a life. And you can think about it like our house. We're all building something. We're building a career. We're building a reputation. We're building a relationship. We're building friendships. Building a marriage. Building a household. I'm building, I'm building a dating relationship with this other person. I'm, I'm building friendship. We're all building something. When you wake up early in the morning and you head off to work at 6 or 6.30 in the morning and you're working, you're building a career. You're building your life. If you go and meet somebody for coffee, you go meet somebody for dinner, you're building relationships. You're building relationships and friendships. You're dating You're building a relationship there. We are each, all of us, building something. We've got one of these prayer groups. It's the group over here on Wednesday at 7.30. And uh, it's the men's group. And there in the men's group, we're building stuff. We're building relationship together. We're praying together. We're talking about big topics together. We're talking about marriage. We're talking about our identity. We're talking about our work. And then a couple of weeks ago, the men got together And they went and saw RoboCop. And RoboCop, I heard, was really good. I I don't know. I didn't go and see it. But I hear there were a lot of good things to learn from RoboCop. You know? You know, I heard he was a family man. He started out, you know, like, you know. But we're building stuff. So what's RoboCop have to do with building? It's it's fun. I didn't go see RoboCop. A bunch of guys went to go see RoboCop. But it's guys that go and just build relationship, build friendship. We're building stuff all the time. We're building relationship, building a career, building job, building friendship. When we think about it, that, that's, the, oh, that's what occupies most of our time. That occupies most of our attention. And just like a house that's got three bedrooms and two baths, that occupies a lot of our attention. But the foundation is essential. The, the foundation is what the whole thing is built on. And Jesus invites his listeners, his students, his disciples, who he says these words, he says, consider your foundation. Consider what you're building everything on. And Jesus says, if you build your life, not only on hearing my words, but on doing my words, then your life will stand. Not just hearing my words and then going off and doing whatever you want, but hearing my words and then doing my words in each of these places in your life. Then the house that you build, your relationships that you build, the marriage that you build, the dating relationships that you have, those will stand if you hear my words 
and you do them. Jesus is complimenting people who are reflective here, who are saying, man, am I hearing God's word and doing them? Jesus is saying, yeah, you're doing great if you're doing that because then you're like the wise builder. You're like the guy, if you're hearing my words and doing them, you're like the guy who built his house on the rock. And that's great. And your house will stand when the storms come, when the trials of life come, when the winds come and the floods come and the pressure comes and the stress comes. If you've built your life on hearing my word and doing them, and you've built that stuff on there, then your life is going to stand. It's a battle. It's a battle to have our attention focused on God. There are so many things challenging us and calling for our attention. We're stressed. We're busy. We've got deadlines at work. We got bosses that want stuff from us. We got coworkers that need stuff from us. At home, things kind of are stressful or can be stressful. Kids are feeling sick. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling really impatient. You know, there's, there's all this kinds of stuff. There's all this stuff that's drawing our attention. Jesus in this story is saying to his disciples, reflect. Just take a moment to reflect on your foundation. In the midst of all the stress and all the storm in your life, reflect a bit on your foundation. Is your foundation on just hearing what I have to say? Or is your foundation on hearing and doing? Hearing and doing. That's the hard part. The hearing and doing. The easy part is actually hearing. And that's what Jesus is getting at here. It's just like digging in the sand is very easy versus drilling down into bedrock and laying a foundation on a rock. That's hard. The hearing is easy. It's what we're doing right now. It's the hearing. And uh, it's the like listening to a sermon online. That's the hearing part. It's the like even just maybe even, you know, listening to the podcast or something like that. Just It's easy to just let the preacher's words just kind of soothe on over you. Maybe even some of you find my voice very soothing, <laughs> relaxing. And maybe some of you right now are even nodding off and falling asleep. And, and maybe you just need to rest. So that's okay, just rest. But for the rest of you that are awake, and are hearing, right? This is the easy part. We're just hearing. But it's the doing part that's hard. I know for me, the doing is hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. I mean, just think about last week's message with Pastor Ali. And we're talking about breaking our bad habits, right? We're talking about doing something different. So Pastor Ali last week talked about breaking the whole thing about holding a grudge and the doing is forgiving people that have wounded us. 
The easy part is listening to that sermon. Wow, okay, Pastor Ali talked about forgiveness. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I know I need to forgive. Jesus tells us to forgive. Yeah, it's, it's in the Bible. We need to forgive. Yep, I'm hearing the word. I'm listening to the sermon. I know I need to forgive. Wow, wow, forgiving is important. That's good to do. But I heard it. But isn't it tough to actually forgive people that have wounded us? That is really, really tough. One of the things that's really cool that we did early on in Breaking Bad was breaking being entertained. We heard about being entertained, and what are we going to do with that? Instead of just being entertained, just instead of watching tons of movies and watching TV, the thing that we encouraged people to do in the habit was to find mission, to actually do something with your life that then serves and blesses other people. And one of the cool things about GRX as a church is we're not just a church about being entertained. We're just not a church about, okay, how does this serve me or entertain me? Or was that message funny? Or did I like that visual? But we are a church about actually also finding and doing mission. And so there were some, some guys that went out yesterday and some gals that went out yesterday to city team to go and barbecue and serve food and to provide food for people that are homeless. People at GRX that are finding and doing mission. There were about 25 people that came from GRX to go out and work with youth with a mission. And they went out and they did mission. They took a long weekend, and instead of being entertained, instead of doing something entertaining, like going to see a bunch of movies, they actually went and did mission, which they went and packaged a bunch of food, and they, and they, they made soup mix, and this food is going to be sent out all over the world to different countries and feed people who really need food. That's people in GRX doing that. People at GRX volunteer and help run Vacation Bible School so that kids in the summertime here have a place to go for a whole week. And it's safe. They learn about Jesus and they do crafts. They have fun together and they play games. That's mission. That's serving our community. We do it down at Bowers Elementary School so that kids can come and learn. And it helps the school. It does a good thing at the school. It puts the school on the map. It's mission. And that's people that are taking vacation time from their work. And they're going and serving. Now, don't get me wrong. Vacation is good. We need to take our time and take our break. And we need to rest. And we need to go out in nature and see beauty. Go up and travel up to the mountains and go and have snow play. Go skiing. You know, vacation is good. But the call is not to just live our whole lives being entertained but our call is to hear the word of God, that we are to love God and love our neighbor, and then to go and do that by serving other people and serving in mission. And so that's what this whole series has been about. This whole series, don't just be entertained, go and do mission. Don't just hear about forgiveness, but go and do forgiveness. This whole message has been not just about hearing but about doing, 
hearing and doing. Because that's what Jesus is saying. Don't just hear. That's easy. Don't just be sandy Christians that build sandy houses. Be rock-solid Christians. Be rocky Christians that hear the word and then do the word. But is it easy? No, it's not easy. It's hard. If we are going to build a house, and let's say we could just sort of magically get on the magic school bus, we just pile everybody in, we just get in the magic school bus and say, hey, we're going to go build a house. And so what we do is we load all of us up, and everybody goes grab some two-by-fours or four-by-fours or whatever, so we're going to lay some posts. And let's say we all head out to Half Moon Bay, and we get out there and go, oh, man, let's build here. It is so easy. Look at this. We can just dig in the sand. We just dig some post holes right here. We'll just dig in the sand. We'll just scoop things out. And then we just put those two-by-fours or those four-by-fours right in the sand. We'll fill up those holes. We'll kick them. We'll kind of stomp them down. All right. Those will be the posts. And then we'll start building. We'll just start nailing two-by-fours onto that. And then we'll just start building a big old house out there. That house a beautiful house. Got three bedrooms, two and a half baths. Got a kitchen, got tile floor. Man, this is so great. It's got, uh, you know, central vac. It's got, it's, man, it's got everything you want. It's got one of those jacuzzi tubs. Man, we're just golden. We're so, it's so great. And we're like, we stand back at GRC. Well, man, we built, that's a sweet house. That's a good job. It's nice until, until a big old winter storm blows in. And Mavericks shows up on the beach, and these big 20-foot waves start crashing on that house, those four-by-fours are going to get wiped out because they're just dug into the sand. Those are sandy Christians. Just hear the word. But to be rocky Christians, this is what it would take. Now we all get up in the school bus again, and we get our two-by-fours, and we get all our four-by-fours, and we get up to this really rocky place Man, this is, this is super rocky. We're up in, the, up in the headland area, and it's super rocky. And it's like, man, we got to attach these boards to this rock. How do we do that? How do we do that? So we go, all right. We get these guys that are construction, that really know what they're doing. Like we get like Jackson, because he knows construction. We get like Royal, because he knows what's how to do this construction. And these guys show up, and they got these things called Hilti guns. And if you've done construction, you know what this Hilti gun is. This Hilti gun shoots out these special uh, nails, and they're like bullets. Because this Hilti gun, what it is, is it's a power tool. It's a very manly tool. It's a very manly tool. And it's got these special nails, and behind each nail is some gunpowder. And what you do is you put this board, like a, like, you know, like a pillar or something like that, on top of the rock. And it's, you have to watch your toes here. And you shoot this gun, Hilti gun, down through the board. And what happens is when you pull the trigger, the gunpowder fires. And like a bullet, it shoots that nail down through the board, down through the two-by-four, and then down into the rock. And that's how you anchor those two-by-fours down onto the rock, and then you can build your house up on top of that. But that Hilti gun uses a lot of power. It's really hard. 
and you got to blow that nail. <clears throat> Just like that. It's a little louder than that, actually. It's like, <clears throat> like that. It's a lot of work. It's really hard. But to be a rocky Christian is hard to do. It's hard to be a rocky Christian that not only hears about forgiveness, but actually does it. Not only hears about mission, but actually does it. Not only hears about truth-telling and letting our yes be our yes, but actually does truth-telling and actually lives a life of integrity. Think about this. This next month, we're going to be doing the 30 days of prayer. I'm so excited for the 30 days of prayer because what we're going to do is we're actually going to draw into a greater attentiveness to who God is. The 30 days of prayer are going to be exercises for us individually every day to listen more closely to God's voice and God's word for us. But what I'm really excited about is not that we'll just do these prayer exercises and hear God's voice, but we'll do these, we'll listen to these prayer exercises and that we'll hear God's voice and I'm trusting that God will speak to us about how to live and about what to do. Because sometimes you do a prayer activity like this Sometimes churches do these prayer activities and you go through a whole list of things that you want to pray about. A whole list of things that you're wanting God to do. But for our approach on the 30 days of prayer, it's really going to be moving us towards learning to listen to God's voice. Moving towards an attentiveness to hearing from God. And if we hear from God directly, then we'll know what to do. If you ever pray a prayer like this, God, is there someone in my life that I need to forgive? God loves to answer those kinds of prayers. And then the calling is to not just hear who to forgive, but to actually do the forgiveness. I don't know what God will bring up for you in the 30 days of prayer. But I am praying that God will speak to you individually, directly, as you journal, as you pray, as you reflect on these 30 days, so that God will call you and God will call me and us into a Christian life that's not just about hearing, but it's about doing. It's about living transformed lives for the kingdom. That's what I'm wanting us to do. And I'm thinking that's what Jesus is calling us to do. He's the one that says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Listen, listen, and do. So when our life is then built on hearing and doing, on the foundation of Jesus Christ, then it actually transforms the kinds of houses, and the way that we build. I'm going to close with this. Just be thinking about this. I'm going to run through a few things 
And I just want you to be thinking about this. Just imagine for yourself. Thinking about this message of hearing and doing. Not just hearing what Jesus says, but hearing and doing. Because we're all building something. When we build our careers, is the building of our career out of hearing and doing what Jesus says? When you go to work and you go to your job, are you hearing and doing what Jesus wants you to do in your workplace? When you're building your family, when we're building our family, are we hearing and doing what Jesus wants us to do within our families and building our family? As we're dating, and we're dating this other person, we're thinking about this person, are we hearing and doing what Jesus wants us to hear and do with this other person? Because that's the life that Jesus wants us to do. These aren't easy words to do. They're easy words to hear. Oh yeah, I know I have to live with integrity in my workplace. But to do integrity in your workplace, that's what's hard. To do forgiveness in your marriage, that's what's hard. To do mission in your free time, that's what's challenging. For me, I want to end with this. What are you building your life on? Are you the kind of Christian that's just heard a lot of messages? I've heard a ton of messages, including my own. The conviction for me is to not just hear, but to do. To hear and do Jesus' words. All the time. All the time. All the time. Let's pray together.